got a t-shirt with bloodstains all over it, maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. <laughs> I remember the day the candle shop burned down. Everybody just stood around and sang happy birthday. And a security guard came over and said, you're gonna have to move, you're blocking the fire exit. As though if there was a fire, I wasn't gonna run. <laughs> You make love to the right woman. Johnny is beautiful, beautiful. I mean, the last time I made love to my wife, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Nothing was happening. I looked her, I saw it's the matter. Can't you think of anyone either? <laughs> I never learn, you know? Like a waitress will bring my meal. Hey, enjoy your meal, you too! But you don't have one, do you? I'm a doofus! If you do eat, enjoy when you eat it. If you have a break or something later, if you get an opportunity, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all that I'm driving at, really. Hello, welcome to Comedy Think Tanked, a podcast with Leonard Kimball and Nick Gordon, two comedians who know how to take a drink and have a thought. Sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy. Now, whether they're ready or not, here's your hosts, Leonard and Nick. Hello and welcome to Comedy Think Tanked podcast. I'm Nick Gordon with uh, with Leonard Kimball here at the Craft Brew Underground. Hello, how are you? Pretty how are you good. Doing, Nick? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Good. 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 Excellent. Um, we're recording here at the Craft Brew Underground, and uh, like many, many, many other podcasts <laughs> we listen to, um, Mike Mike uh, has allowed us to come into his basement uh, back room. <laughs> I love this room. Yeah, it's a great room. This is a great room for comedy. Yeah, uh, love it, love it. Yeah, you can feel the you can feel the comedy. You can feel the funny uh, oozing out of the walls. Yeah, it's not coming from us. I no, mean, it's from God, the walls. No. <laughs> it's like like a scene from Ghostbusters Two or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's slime coming out of the walls. Yeah, okay. So, you know what would be great is uh, is if we had our own comedy club someday. Yeah, it's definitely definitely needed. That's something that. Um, We've been thinking about it a while. Dennis Price mentioned it when we were interviewing him, and yeah. uh, it'd be it'd be great to have our our own room and you know settle down someplace where we can sort of foster uh, a comedy scene and book comedians from all over the place. And um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what is gonna what is it gonna take to to do that sort of that sort of thing? I don't know. I feel like as we've gone through this process of of being you know, local amateur stand-up comedians, <clears throat> we've, uh, we've learned a lot that a lot of the ins and outs of it, we've produced our own shows. We've, we, you know, we've talked to other restaurant and bar owners and different things and other comedians that have been around longer and, <clears throat> uh, you know, that have had experience, which, which by the way, our guests today, uh, Tuck Tucker and Johnny Ader, you know, they, they were, uh, Active when the comedy connection, the actual stand-up comedy club that was in Portland, Maine, uh, years some years ago was 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 in its full swing. Um, you know, we've had opportunities to to have those conversations and 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 such, 
and we have the want for it and the area does need it. Um, but you know, what does it really take? Like, do you think you're a good enough business businessman to, (laughs) to (laughs) even, even with the danger of putting this out there, out there on the internet? No, I don't, (laughs) I don't don't know what it, I don't know what it takes. I mean, I, I guess, I guess we can agree that, it it probably takes some partnership with an existing bar and rest or restaurant. It, yeah. it takes some partnership with some place that that's already selling food, already has a space. Yeah. And because it's not like we can just you know take over a a, a building you know, or take over some some store space and say it's only comedy. Maybe we can, but at the same time, well, we got to pay. You got to pay rent. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah, insurance, and 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 you got to actually be able to keep the lights on. Uh, and and there there won't be comedy there seven nights a week, right? I mean, I mean, uh, but not, I, no I paid know. comedy seven nights a week. Yeah, right? that's a good question. Right? Like, how does it actually work? Maybe what we need to do is take a field trip to like New York City or something once when, when everything's back full swing, and just do uh-huh. some do the rounds and see how these comedy clubs actually work. And Let's just go there and take over some place. Well, I mean, we could do that. It's ours now. <laughs> do you know who we are? Yeah. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that that's going to fly. In a River court Comics, of, bitches. <laughs> in the court of law, I think we might get struck down. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm not a lawyer, so who knows? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I, I really, I feel like if I go through the rest of my life and I don't actually run my own venue... It it will be a tragedy. Oh, I really, really, really would love to run my own venue. So I don't think I have to worry about that. I think like if when you're when you're on your deathbed, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or uh, we, oh, I'm at your funeral, I promise to to carry your body to some place and like you know and put a pin in your hand and sign. Some. You think you're gonna outlive me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It could all I'm end try, I'm trying to help you out and sign your name on a lease. Oh, please do. Yeah. <laughs> sign the, your corpse's name on a, on a lease. You're welcome. I, I, if I ever come into some money, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna leave it to whatever comedy club there is. <laughs> yeah, I thought about like, oh, if I, yeah, if I had, if I, you know, won a million dollars or like that, would I, you know, I'd want to help out the, our our local Auburn yeah. Bourbon baseball softball because like, oh yeah, that'd be really cool to play at like throw some money and you know fix up some fields and get a bunch of equipment and have my name on one of the fields but like at the same time hey i want a comedy club too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be hard I, like i i would love for my kids to go to college but at the same time <laughs> i'd love a little bit more to have a comedy club sorry sorry kids can you i mean are you i i mean can you get a little bit better at basketball i mean yeah please because you know i can't afford this <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's um It'd be nice if someone that we're friendly with just opened one up and had a comedy club that we could just hang out at all the time and help them with and and such. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't foresee one actually happening anytime soon. Obviously, yeah, we're in the middle of COVID, and you know, it, it's still at this yeah. pandemic. Numbers are on the rise again here in April. It's it's hard. Like, you yeah. Know. I, I mean, I I get. It. I think I think it really is like it's us. Finding a, a well-established restaurant or bar with food that has a backspace yeah. that's willing to have us put a sign on there, you know, to put says the it's it's the punch hole. Yeah, this is the punch hole comedy club. Yeah. We do shows here. 
four times a month, eight times a month, or, or whatever, and we just have. Oh, to I was work. thinking four times a week. Yeah, <laughs> four times a week. Oh, we got to start off slow, yeah, yeah, and get our feet underneath ourselves. But yeah. but it's going to take some partnership with an established business that's going to help foster it, and you know, because because there needs to be food and drink available, and someone someone yeah. with a liquor license, that sort of thing. Speaking of which, I performed once uh, at a venue that had, uh, you know, those popcorn machines where you just self-serve popcorn? Oh, yeah. And I was like, I always thought to myself, like, what a stupid snack to have at a comedy <laughs> club. Like, little inhalable pieces of food. <laughs> like, the only thing, the only more thing, the only thing more worse than that would be, like, peanuts. You know? Would be what? Peanuts. Peanuts, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, but yeah, food and drink is definitely necessary. You know, obviously, comedy and alcohol go together. Um, like I don't know what, but salt and pepper, <laughs> <laughs> like peas and carrots. Like, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. That was uh, from uh, yeah, yeah, Fair, yeah, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. But the impression. Oh, I was I was doing the. Uh, Forrest Gump. What do you, I know. Was, I'm just kidding. That was my perfect I'm Forrest Gump impression. Perfect. I don't know if it was perfect. Uh, I don't know. Perfect for a podcast. Perfect for a podcast. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good slogan. Perfect for a podcast. We should we should get that domain name. Yeah. This is where <laughs> this is where Mark gives us lots of shit. <laughs> <laughs> where we buy we buy domain names like like they're candy. <laughs> perfect for a podcast com. I love We Go got Daddy. Uh, Nick and Leonard by domains dot com. <laughs> Leonard, Nick and Nick and Leonard have twelve bucks to spare on GoDaddy.com. <laughs> Um, so therefore, we're not very good businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if someone else could help us, that'd be great. Some some restaurant with some uh, some business skills uh, yeah. could help us. Any out. any angel investors out there who uh, who want to help build a comedy club in the in the either Lewiston Auburn or Portland Maine area? I mean, you know where to find us. Yeah, be great. Uh, or maybe you don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't. <laughs> but find us. <laughs> who are these we'd love to. We'd love to partner up and do that. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of businessmen, Tuck Tucker and, and Johnny Ader. Um, Tuck runs um, Running uh, with Scissors. Running with Scissors, the improv group. I'm sure he has a real job as well. You know, obviously he's a stand-up comedian of uh, some renown. He's been around for. You know, fifteen plus years. Johnny as well, who has his own painting business over in the Bath Main area. If you yeah. need anything painted, Bucket Art. Bucket Art. He's a yeah. BucketArt.com. Yeah, right. that's that's A H T. Right. Um, I actually, uh, I feel like I need to buy some art as soon as I have a couple <laughs> extra bucks kicking around. Yeah. Help him out there. Um, oh man, those those two guys like together. What a what a treat to have. A conversation with them and it, it was really great i had no idea how long they've been working together yeah um so to hear the the stories they had uh was 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 like you said a real a real treat it yeah. was great yeah i uh i feel like i've seen them you know back in the day before i started performing comedy i feel like uh i had seen them at the comedy connection in different places performing i can't be sure but you know um I'm sure I have, but uh, yeah, it, it was nice to sit there in Johnny's basement, uh, Airbnb, and <laughs> yeah, oh, have, a, right. yeah the Airbnb. have a conversation about a thing that we all enjoy, stand-up comedy. Stand-up and stuff, comedy. So. Yeah. so yeah, without, uh, I, well, we always say without further ado. <laughs> I was going to say, is there another? I was like trying to think of something to say other than that. I was like, oh, let's not, let's not say that. <laughs> let's not say further ado. <laughs> no, you said it now. Now we got to edit it. Now we, we got to edit it out. Now we edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> and now with that, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, here are Johnny Ader and Tuck Tucker. 
Welcome to Comedy Think Tank Podcast with uh, I'm Nick Gordon, Leonard Kimball. We're here with uh, Johnny Friganator and Tuck Harold Tuck Tucker. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which <laughs> goes where. Are those your real names? But <laughs> so Johnny, Do, yeah. Yo, okay, so we got Tuck. Just so everyone knows wh- whose voice is who. Tuck, how this are you? Good. This is Tuck. <laughs> This is Johnny Friganeda. How you doing? Yeah, excellent. All right. Good to that's, see everybody. That's a good intro right there. Not see everybody. But. All right. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Thanks we'll for having catch us. you guys next episode. Yep. Thanks. All right. Great. That was awesome. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Can you Venmo me Ven- my money? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting paid? Yeah. Nice. Oh, well, I am. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. Tuck and I, when we when we do shows sometimes together, sometimes I'll he'll say, "How much did you make? What you getting paid? What oh. you get, what did you make? Hey man, and what you make? And, I, and I'll five. always say, I'll sort of know what he got, and I'll always double what I'm making. Uh, <laughs> do you remember? He's like, "You freaking kidding me? So <laughs> you kidding me? We did a show. We did a show in um not a gunquit, but one of the wells. We did a show in wells one time, and I. I wrote Johnny a check for the show and I, I folded it in half and I, we were having, we were having dinner before the show and I, I gave it to him. And so comics always want to know the money, right? You got to know what I'm getting paid. And I don't think I told him what he was getting paid or I knew he would, he would look at the check. So what, what happened? I was waiting for him to look at the check. And I, it was like a million bucks. <laughs> I wrote him a check for a million dollars. And we're sitting there eating. And I know he's going to look at it, but he was trying to be like nice. Like yeah, I hand him the check and he's going to like look at it like real quick. So like, we're just like eating it. And then I see him go for it. Like maybe five minutes later, I'm like, Here, I know he's going to look for it. He pulls it out and he just goes, bah! million dollars. <laughs> That was fun. I'm like, yeah, don't I'm cash nice. that. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna bounce. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've I've given out cash to to comedians before, and they just sort of like you know they take the little handshake and they just like you know yeah and they just say thank you and then they walk off. It's like that could be like a it could be a five wrapped in right, a, yeah. wrapped yeah. in some toilet paper and a, a ten wrapped in some toilet paper or whatever. But I guarantee every comic walks away and then oh yeah, and so goes around a corner and counts. So they okay, get out in the car. So yeah. I, I always count it when sure. I'm in the car. Yeah, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The problem, the problem yeah. we've had though when producing shows is uh, sometimes Leonard uh, will hand out money <laughs> and he'll hand out like the headliners' money to the opener. Oh, and, no. and, and, oh, no. and so we've had to run, we've had to chase people down before and say, right. "Hold on, hold on, hold on, that's actually not yours." <laughs> uh, I, did, I did that one time. Yeah. 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 A, a quick story: uh, Zenobia Del, Del Mar headlined a show for us at, at, at Baxter, and she was really great. She did an awesome job, and and I, I handed her a lot of money. I had a couple other people. Lots of money, and she was like, "Hey, so um, you said you were gonna give me a certain amount." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's for you and and Chris Kimback." You know, it's like, "Okay," and she walked off. And a few minutes later, she's back. Yeah, um, <laughs> this doesn't seem like how much you said you were gonna. I'm like, "Oh, how much did I give you?" And she was like, "Yeah, this is like forty dollars." I'm like, "Oh, my fault. I'm so sorry." <laughs> so I ended up giving like a huge wad of cash to somebody else oh, on no. the show, and, then, <laughs> and it's gone. No, no, get, no, no, uh, no, no. I did, I did find it, but it like, all worked out. Yeah, yeah. it all worked out. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sorry, dude. I gave you the wrong." Yeah. Money. So now it's a running joke about even, even, <laughs> even when we're doing shows now, when we're paying people by Venmo, it's. Still, yeah. it's like, <laughs> how much are you doing? Are you sure <laughs> right, you didn't right. hit extra yeah, three no, zeros? Yeah. Yeah. I've accidentally Venmo people too much money, and I told Nick, like, oh fuck, sorry. We we only have so much capital yeah. here. Right. <laughs> Love Zenobia so much, but I cannot imagine. 
the, the mound of shit she would have given me online. <laughs> oh, <like> yeah. <laughs> now, are you guys actually doing good? Doing good? I mean, with the River Comics? I mean, is it, are you, you got like a bank account? Yeah, we have like tens of dollars in, yeah. a, nice. in a bank yeah. account. We, we've, managed cool. to, we've managed to pull t- together a couple dollars. Uh-huh. Nothing, nice. nothing to write home about. But, right. Uh, That's no, good, though. Stamps it's a start. are expensive. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. See what I did there? I did. Okay, yeah, that was nice. All right. I'm sure the audience let's, let's, that. Let's talk, let's talk about <laughs> comedy, <laughs> not money, because no one's going to get rich off of this. <laughs> no. It's, there's no Jerry Seinfeld here. Uh, you guys talk about performing together. Uh, I think that's how I met you, is probably together, right? Probably. You, you, you guys perform together a lot. I've performed with Johnny years. more than any other comic, yeah, for yeah. sure. Which, really? Which, how many actually, times did you say? I, so I was actually thinking about this because I knew we were doing this podcast and I was at home going, I wonder how many shows Johnny and I, and I figured we've been doing it 15 to 17 years. Um, it's wow. been, it's, I started in 2003. So that's been, oh, yeah. So you, and I started you were, before you. Yeah. You were a year ahead. I've been doing it 17 years. Um, like 19, 18, 18, 18, 18 years. Oh my God. I've been like 17. So I'm, I figure on average, maybe, maybe five average, say five shows a year together. Oh, more than that, more than that for sure. More, more than that, I think, Doc. I think, I, anyway, I think I'm going to sure. guess between somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred and something. Yeah, probably shows together. I would say wow. so. Yeah, yeah. And some of them have been absolute friggin' great shows, and others have been absolute. Horrible. Oh, <laughs> they've been. We, we, you know, we could go down the list. So of, we've uh, we've had some really interesting shows, like the show we did at Johnson Hall. So this was funny. Johnny's head Johnny's headlining and it was me and I can't remember Nelly. Nelly. So Nelly gets on stage and the lights go out. The uh, whole place goes dark. There's like no the like, there's no electricity. <laughs> right? I think it was a thunderstorm. So no oh, yeah. somebody somebody in a car had hit a telephone pole. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, and okay. it knocked the power out to the building. So we have so they're like, no, we can keep doing the show. And they have like two or three people in the back of the room holding flashlights. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I get up. Uh, Nelly gets up. I do my time. And then we introduce Johnny. He gets on. And all of a sudden, the lights go on. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> like, we're like, Johnny, you did this on purpose. Like, yeah, we work in the dark under oh, flashlights. Man. And then Johnny gets on. And the, really lights, the lights go on. But that no. was... That Johnson Hall's that's a, that's a, like a long shot too from the back, so the flashlights yeah. probably well, didn't no, do. Well, no, this do is anything. when it was different. It was sideways. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it, it was, was actually, sideways. It was actually oh. used to be yeah. sideways, so the the, the um, you know, like the gallery yeah. seats, the bleacher seats, that yeah. was the back was still row. there. Oh, okay, but it was oh. it was actually okay. sideways, so. It was actually, it was really awesome. It wasn't that real, bad. No, it was pretty awesome. I mean, there were tables up, for, you know, in the middle on the yeah. floor, yeah, and then the bleacher seats. But I, I mean, want packed, I, packed houses. I want to ask Johnny what he thinks the worst show <laughs> that he and I ever did. Oh was. man, uh, there's, I, there's I'm wondering if a, you're going to say the one that I that I'm okay, going to say. Okay, okay, I know what it is. It's the old folks' home. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, the, not the old folks' home. Well, the, I've never done an old folks' home. Well, I did. I'll tell you about it in a minute, but it's <laughs> freaking horrible. But no, wasn't it the, um, the retirement home that we did in the golf course? The golf course. Right. Yeah, the golf course. And was the absolute us, worst. Yeah, both of us got like zero laughs. No, really? These, oh, it was, wow. uh, it was like the it was, Edward uh, Little 1962 oh, that's right. That's right. class reunion. Right. And it was at a golf course. 
And the woman had seen me. I had opened up for Mark Turcotte's comedy workshop. And the woman was in the audience. And she was like, I think it would be great if you would come and perform for us. And I tried to tell her, no, I don't think it's like, you, you know. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a good no. fit. And she's like, no, I really think it would be a lot of fun. And jeez, we got, we got there. And I mean, it was no it was pretty laughs. Brutal. And I was on stage. Johnny was, I, I was think, headlining. So you went first. Uh, yeah. Right. I went first. And I was just off to the side. And I could see Johnny looking at me like, <laughs> just like what? I'm like what my, is happening? My best jokes like, had just fallen. Flat. Yeah, it was. It was, and they, and they were just like, and it was. But so, uh, didn't we do some internet? I mean, some like take home jokes. So at I the think end? at the end. So we he. I think we had to do like thirty minutes. It was no time, and I think we we're going to split it fifteen and fifteen. I think Johnny, you did fifteen or close to it, right. and then I, bail. I did like ten. Okay, and I was like, I'm gonna bring Johnny back up, and we're gonna do street jokes. Right. And we did like two or three minutes of street jokes, and we started to get some they laughs. Get, they loved it. They loved it. And then it. we just realized didn't... you got it. Like you got to know your just audience. Been all street should've, jokes. We should have yeah. written all street jokes. We should have gone there and just did 30 minutes of just street jokes. Like, yeah, Johnny Carson, Bob Hope. Yeah, just... yeah. It was really. It was. It was crazy. See, that's frustrating to hear because when I've seen you guys perform together and separately so many times, and every single time, I know what you're about to say. Right. I've seen you so many <laughs> times, know. and I'm still laughing. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. You know, that's good. So right, it, right. it's 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 really frustrating to hear that another audience doesn't appreciate that. that yeah. You know, but it, you're right. You do need to know. It your was audience. just. It was just a generational thing. I think right. it was. And yeah. It was a. It was like a afternoon it was show in the afternoon yeah. and yep. it was just yeah it was just made a weird difference. and awkward and you know the other thing that happens at those type of shows and this might have happened at this one is that they think that the com the comedy is a surprise we're going to surprise people with comedy yeah. <laughs> and which, that is, is the which is horrible worst. if you guys uh, are getting booked yeah make sure that whoever's <laughs> yes. hiring does not say, oh, this is going to be a surprise. No one knows that we're doing comedy. Right. And so we're going to bring you up. Because no, you have to have people in a mindset yep. to watch it. And Have you guys ever done ooh. that? You got been to a show where there was going to be a surprise? Uh, I feel like every time oh. we show up and do comedy. <laughs> every time we're at a bar, yeah. you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're doing comedy. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Even an established event venue, you know, air quotes there, it seems like everyone, everyone in the audience is like, oh, you're doing what now? You're, you're yeah, right, going to do yeah. comedy? Because we don't have a set club. Like when we go down to yeah. Prepper Underground oh, now yeah. with uh, Mark, it's, it's people are there. They bought the, tickets. Exactly. And how right. good is it? It's, it's, it's always great. It's awesome. It's always yeah. good. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that does make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did a show for uh, read and read one time. I, and I, before that I had done this Christmas show for them and they knew I was coming. They knew it was going to be comedy and it went really good. But then, you know, then he had me do an employee uh, show once mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was, it was pretty good money. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. It was like in the middle of the afternoon in Augusta at this, and there was probably 150 employees there, but they didn't know I was going to be doing oh, comedy. Man. And it was absolutely, and Mac opened and he got zero and I, I got zero, zero laughs. I mean, it was just like, yeah. I, you know, not zero, but it was, it was tough. Yeah. 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 Do you remember tough. that show we did at the uh, Sable Oaks Marriott for Pepsi? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was they it we you and i showed up it was just you and i 
and they 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 were the Pepsi distributors for like Maine or something. And I got up first and you were headlining and they did that to us. The guy came over and he's like, oh, this is going to be great. Nobody here knows you guys are, are here. Oh, I was just like, as soon as he said, I was like, fuck. And I, I got up and they weren't listening. There was guys in the back That's talking right. at the table yes. and I went, I went off on them. I nope. started being like, I started going, guys, Shut up. I'm like, you can you can heckle me and you can talk through my shit. I said, but the next guy coming up is funny and you need to listen. And I tried to <laughs> it was and you really set it up oh, really good. I was I pissed. remember that. I was no, so pissed. I tell you, that and that's as a as a somebody that's open and we we've opened for each other. I mean, I'm not always right. that and he's not always the headliner, but it's it, you know, to be able to when you're opening, set the set the tone. That because that was so, and he did it that day. I remember that day. Yeah, it was like, man, you set the table up perfect. Yeah, because remember you went out into the audience and you were chasing that guy down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you chase you chase somebody chasing. down. I'm yeah. sure I did. Yeah, no, it was. No, a, it I mean, was I, was, I was I was really upset with these people, and it and it it came to the point where I was just started shitting on them, right. being like, you guys fucking just. <laughs> there was a group of guys in the back that didn't give a shit. They were drinking. They were drunk. Right. And but I just was I was going set. from table to table, just like ripping into people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you talking? Why are you talking? You know. And the but president, was, and the president's was, wife. Yeah, and all I, that's that. right. Okay, what about the CFO's wife down at? Uh... Oh <laughs> no! So so we're doing this show down at the. Um... It's, I'm uh, imagining uh, Ed, these people are not listeners of the show. So <laughs> I think I think this is fine, right? Oh my god! So we were at Kennebec, no, Kennebec Tavern. We wanted to, we would tell who, yeah. it was Kennebec Tavern. Yeah. So Tuck's up there and he's looking at this woman and you're giving her all kinds of shit. And and she's and she's getting pissed off and so and I wasn't in the room. This is a real important lesson for somebody that's just starting out. Always be in the room so you can hear what's going on. Sure. Yeah. I wasn't in the room. And so he tucks ripping into this woman. <laughs> and I go up and all of a sudden I start ripping into her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like I mean, just like really like ripping. You know, we were just and we were just you know how I mean, you and pick it wasn't ripping out? into her like no, it super was, it mean. It was, it was just it like mean. it was like the crowd work teasing, just yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. oh, oh, you're married to him. Oh, you, yeah. you know, I don't right. know. But it was just and she was getting more pissed and more pissed. <laughs> so that was the last show we did for them. Was there something like significant about her? Or like why did you Yeah, did you I go? think it was was a male dominated room and she was actually a fairly attractive woman right up front right who kind of had a little bit of an attitude of yeah. like i think she even i you know so it's like if you're doing your set and then somebody s says something at the end she of your punch some, or right. set she was kind of vocal a little bit i think from yeah, what i remember vocal, yeah she and was that's vocal why, she was saying stuff okay. right dude you know how it is. If you're in, if you're vocal in the audience, comics are going to going to start in on right. You. Yes, and they so go we after I think we both just started right. in on her. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it was, wasn't it wasn't that bad. No, I don't think it was that. I don't think bad, she liked being the focus of attention. Right. But why do you think that is that that comedians have the need to? turn to that person is it is it is it something that what? we have internally or is it something that i just think it's because you need to address if that person says something if you don't address it it's odd it's yeah. just awkward if you don't say something to the woman or the, the it, guy that's yeah. in the audience you know talking or whatever 
It's just, it's distracting for the audience. So you got to address it. I mean, I think you it's, have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't, wouldn't say she was heckling, but I think it's almost a version of heckling when someone's talking and kind of being vocal through it. And heck, hecklers are part of comedy. They're part of being a stand up comic. So you kind of learn how to deal with them. Um, and part of it might be just to feel out and be like, is this person just having a moment where they're talking, they're going to quiet down, or is this going to be a rambling through my entire set and how am I going to deal with this? So it's kind of like feeling them out and then, uh, you know, kind of figure out where you want to go from there. Remember George Ham's, George Ham's comeback to Heckless? He goes, I don't come to your job and knock the fries out of your hands. Yeah. Or, or, or come to your job and knock the cock out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the best one I've yeah, ever yeah. heard. I don't come I, down the corner you work sh- on and knock the dicks yeah. out of your mouth. I'm pretty sure it was George that said it. It was at the Comedy Connection, yeah. actually. Yeah. So you, you guys had performed at the Comedy Connection, right? The one in Portland? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. that's where we both started. I'm sure yeah. I saw you guys there yeah. many years ago. Yeah. Yeah, you, great. You, you missed that place, right? Oh my God! Yeah, it was so I miss good. it so much. You know, there was a lot of politics that went along with that place, yeah. though, too. Yeah, you know that was, but you know, you just deal with it. Yeah. You know, you just try not to get too involved in it. And I remember one night when I when I was first starting, I was hosting, and uh, I got to feature one night, and I I think I got fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So and I was friggin', I was doing pretty good. And it was because it was I was working my way up. You yeah. know, I, I hosted for like five years. I mean, I was wow. the host, 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 host. Yeah. Okay. And uh which was good. I mean, I think it was hard it was hard to get the next step. It was hard to become a feature. Yeah. There. And so you hosted for a long time until they felt like cuz you needed 20 25 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes to be the feature. Yeah. And when we started, we had wow. 5 10 minutes. That's all we had. Okay. And so and we would go to Sarah Daring, the booker and be like, "I think I'm ready to feature." And she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, she would just look at you and go, you're not ready "There's to no feature, way, buddy. No She's way like, you're featuring." Keep hosting. You're lucky. She'd be like, "You're lucky to be hosting." This she did. Hosting. Wow. Yeah. But, uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, so that one night, this guy, Rich, who was, she, I think Rich took over for Sarah, or he was just in charge of, you know, the comics, basically, keeping them corralled. So he, he'd go, uh, so one night I'm doing, and, I, and I'm doing, and I didn't bring him watch with me, which I, you know, I still don't do very much, but I, was, I went over on my time. Uh-huh. It was like, by like five minutes. Yeah. And I think I was, I, I was at like 20. The friggin' mic went off. Okay, <laughs> he had turned the mic off. Wow! And I was like, "What the fuck happened?" And I so I put the mic down and kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going. And I get off stage. She goes, "What the frig are you doing?" He yeah. says, "You you went way over on your time." Yeah. That was one of the things that we learned early on. It's that was I think the yeah. best the best thing that yeah. we learned about. Yeah. Comedy and professional comedy was do not. I mean, it was the number one rule they drilled into you as mm-hmm. a new comic was do not go over your time. Don't go, don't go five seconds over your time. You wow. have three minutes and you're lucky to have the three minutes. Do it. Because sometimes and on they would bring the headliner in and he would host like the Thursday night yeah. open mic. Yeah. And there might be seven comics. And every once in a while, somebody would, they, they got three or four minutes and they'd do seven or eight. And then they would be like, now you have to go to the headliner who does, closes out with 20 or 30 minutes on a Thursday night. You have to go tell him he has to cut his set by eight minutes. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was just a professional thing. They would say, you got, yeah. 
your five minutes and, and that was it. And so when, when these wrote, when these right. other rooms would open up and we would see people not, I'd be like, how much time do I have? Eh, just go up there and have fun. Right. But the problem is you got 15 guys on an open mic somewhere right. and the guy that booked it is letting everybody just do whatever they want. It's, it's chaos. It is chaos. Yeah. So, so other than like having to go to the headliner and saying, Oh, sorry, I went over my time. So now you have less time. Yeah. Would the, would the bookers then Not, say something to you? To you wouldn't say, get booked. Right. You just wouldn't get booked again. You wouldn't get booked again or you'd get blackballed for a while. You might get, um, the next three or four weeks off. And you wouldn't get you wouldn't get time again. Yeah, they okay. just they, they wouldn't call you. You know, you'd yeah. call in say I got some availability. Yeah. They wouldn't call you, and then they'd say, uh, then they'd say, uh, okay, well, there's nothing. You know, there's nothing available yeah, for yeah. you right now. Wow. And so, you knew what it was, but it, yeah. it's yeah. it's the other thing that would. So sometimes you'd take the bullet. You'd be the first one. So they would say, hey, you'd get booked. You knew what night you were getting booked, and then you would show up, and they would have. The, the running order on the wall. And a lot of times guys would come in and they'd be first, they'd be taking the bullet okay. and they would go to Sarah or somebody and be like, any, any way I can not, <laughs> not be first, not uh, take the bullet. I, I tell you, and yeah. they would get pissed at that. All they'd right. be like, wow. no, you're, you're taking the bullet and you should be happy that you're even on the show. But I yeah, tell so you that taking man, the bullet was I'll, actually good though, because it really, it, it said to them, well, they trust that the first guy well, should be really pretty good. It's a sure. great point. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but I, I tell you what, I, I took the bullet for five years. Yeah. Well, four or five years. E easily, yeah. E easily. And, uh, but I tell you, it made me stronger. It really did. Because yeah. I had to go out cold and just, well, just kind of. And even more important than that, like the hosting that they provide, they let us do, hosting was the biggest value of anything that we did starting out to be able to have a regular gig as a host because you're going up cold and it's your job to set the tone for the show, bring a little energy to the show. Right, and your other goal is to make the feature and the headliner look good. Right. Like okay. transition them in well, you know, keep the show running. If you know the feature just bombed, which happened, you might have to go up and do another minute or two in between them and the headliner. But if if the if the feature just killed, you might only go up and not do as much time. You want to keep don't that do way. any jokes. Don't do anything. Just yeah, bring up, just keep bring that up. energy rolling, and say, okay, now we got now, the headliner. Now you headliner. So, but a lot of that was just not being selfish too. I mean, you had to kind sure. of judge. Okay. All right, I got to make a decision here whether I'm going to go up and do do more time yeah. or, but that was later on down the road too. I mean, you had to you had to get to that point where it was you were you were almost a feature, but you really weren't yet. But right. it was, but I tell you, I I wanted to feature before before I was ready, and I, I was, did too. I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, because feature is is a, it's the toughest spot if you ask me. The middle guy is the toughest when you got three. I think comics. it's the easiest. Yeah. Well, no, I no, I think it well. I, Personally, well, I think, for me, it was it was tough. Maybe for you because you're so friggin' awesome. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I think you're just no, no, awesome. No, no, that's not that's what, what I'm saying. Is. I'm no, saying know, it was the easiest are. because because to start the show, the ho for me, this yeah, is host, just me. The host, the host yeah. has to take the bullet, has to get the room set up. If the host bombs, the feature gets to, <laughs> gets to look good because he followed someone. Right. If the host kills, that's great. You get to 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 ride that wave, and then you're only doing like 20, 25 minutes of your premium shit, and then the headliner goes up and has to do forty five. I think for you, what's different is that. 
I think you started headlining really before I did. I think you had more experience headlining. I think you have more experience headlining than me. I've always been really comfortable in that. Well, maybe in that I, middle spot. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm just awesome then. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm just saying, you are. I don't know. I, but no, hey, you know, one you thing, awesome. one thing about Tuck and I, though, I, I got to tell you, we've always been, you know, we've always had this sort of a little bit of comp- competitive. No, I don't think so. No, yes, we have. <laughs> no, 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 we have. No. I don't know Come what on, you're talking about. It. I said no. And you're about to fight right now. No, we're not. No. But we always, you know, but it's it's been a real friendly, competitive thing i mean it's not and it's not and we've always been like hey do you want a headline go ahead i mean i'm not or do you you want to feed you know you want to open or whatever and we've done a ton of shows together so i I, I worked with you guys at uh pat's pizza in yarmouth one time yeah several years ago nelly was there as well and 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 i just said can i have a spot and so you guys let me do but i think i remember you guys fighting about like who's gonna go last (laughs) oh really (laughs) jesus christ like (laughs) yeah isn't this set up before no that's a that's a that's a uh, a great education uh having an actual comedy club that was run by people running a business not comedians because that's the problem we have now is it's a bunch of comedians running these rooms you know and 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 no and we just we're showing up we just want to do time you know, but and it's awesome. There's no one saying, well, it's I great have so to much have. respect for you guys that yeah. will just go and set up a room and start doing it. But yeah. it's the it, Wild West. There's no one controlling right. what's actually well, happening. I think it's, it's it's really good to have some structure, though. Yeah. I really do. I, you know, like say, okay, this is what your, your time is. You're doing 10. Yeah. You're doing 12 or 15 or whatever. You know, I think 12 minutes is kind of like... It's a weird... It's yeah, a, it's a weird yeah, number. Yeah. You know, just say 15, for your, God's your, sake. Your yeah. internal clock is right. not set to 12 no, minutes. I know, right. <laughs> you know, it's like a little bit over 10 minutes. Okay, well, maybe I can say that joke. Well. But I tell you, it's really... You know, when I went down and did that five-minute set at Bruno's the other night, it was yeah. really freaking hard to do five minutes. I, I, I was thinking that watching you, I was like, there's no way he's going to stop at five. Well, he no, can't, I, he can't no, do it. I tell you what, you know why I did? Because I'm... I, because of that discipline I had. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you said I had five minutes. I didn't want to take anybody's time. Right? Yeah. Because I knew there was Mike Gray, you know, there was a bunch of yeah. other people there. It's right. a respect like, thing. It's a respect thing. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, now, that's uh, something a lot of people do need to learn. It's, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, because you really are taking time. If there's a lot of amount of time for comedy that night. We, we worked with a woman at the Comedy Connection. She was funny. Um, and... She, do you remember, you know who I'm talking about? Joanne. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he knows exactly what I'm about to say. So we were all it was a it was a um it was a showcase and we were all given like five to seven minutes. And she goes, she goes, I'm doing like 15. And we were like, what? She goes, I don't fucking care. She's like, I'm gonna do like 15. And she got up there and did 15 minutes and just blew through her time. And that was the last time I ever saw her. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last time I yeah, ever saw her. Yeah, the last before. time we saw her. But remember the night she was bombing oh. Tuck? And we were sitting in the back and it was and she was opening oh. for Molly and everything. Yeah. I remember and I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But it happens to everybody. But it was it was it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. I'm yeah. not gonna say her last name, but yeah, <laughs> I would. I would be, Don't uh, worry, no one listens to this. No. It's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you never know. This could be out there big someday. But I know anyway. we're gonna put this on the internet, but the internet's gonna go away soon. Don't right, worry about it, it is. Don't yeah, worry about it. what are they gonna yeah. replace it with? I don't know the uh, the uh, the outer web. The outer web. Oh, outer net. Outer net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, there's a ton of those stories. I'm sure you guys are developing your own stories right now. That well, I mean, it's it's it's. 
it's cool to hear you guys talk about these stories when you you say like, oh, I'm I, I did this for four or five years. I'm only three years into doing right? comedy yeah, my, myself, and so it's like I'm not I'm not anywhere near yeah featuring or yeah. or or headlining anything. I've got like yeah. I've got like. Uh, an okay 15 minutes. I've got maybe a good eight minutes. But, but like- see, that's per- <laughs> for where you're at three or four years. I'm not sure at three years I had a solid 15 yet. No, I don't think I did I don't either. think I did. I, I mean, I that's, you know, no. I feel like the comics now are, I don't know why, but they seem to accelerate. Like they get their time. Like I remember I remember re- com- newer comics now being like, yeah, I got like 25. I'm like, 25? I'm like, I barely got 25 now. I've been doing this. <laughs> you know, what yeah, you, okay. you can say you got 25, but is it, is it, really? is it good? Is, is it, it a good, good quality 25, 25 minutes? Right. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I literally probably have, after 18, 17, 18 years of doing this, I probably got a pretty good tight 45 minutes. I, I think I'm, okay. for me, I probably have a tight... 35 like i i'm i'm solid at 35 if i have to get to 45 i can do it right. no problem no, yeah but i've got to pull out every last morsel everything i've written and look right. at it yeah. and practice it like 45 to 50 doesn't isn't that easy right. or comfortable for well me. you're getting into okay. the stuff that you open used to open and with and stuff part of the problem is that the club closed and there was no place to work stuff out right and i still find like i have a hard time working new material out because I'm not it, there's no place to, like I did a show at Craft Brew Underground recently and I just did all new stuff right oh, or, or, sorry or, I missed that or old stuff <laughs> yeah, I, yeah and it went well and part of it was my attitude of like I don't care I'm gonna go have fun and and I think that it's 90% of comedy like if you're having fun and just confident and yeah. the way you're delivering it the people get on board with you and I think that was that was most of it. Um, yeah. But I just did, I did really old stuff I hadn't done in years, like over 10 years. And I wrote some new stuff and tried it. And I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And it, did you bring notes with you? Yeah. So I had, I had the whole, I had the whole, I always have my set in my back pocket, uh-huh. but I try not to pull it out. Yeah. Cause again, another rule that we were was oh, don't, yeah. don't bring your notes up on stage with you. It looks really unprofessional. <laughs> that was so we all, the, yeah. I always try to not bring my notes on stage, but so I had my notes in my back pocket for that, but it was such a new, it was all new material and such a new order. I got like three minutes into my set and I was like, <laughs> pulled it out. <laughs> I threw it on the stool. I was I like, know. I got, I, I got to look at it cause I, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing right now. I've done it a couple of times, but it's, it's like, I, I do when I have it there. I use it as a crutch because it's like right. I'm not making myself remember them. Right, so yeah. I go, I go, I keep on turning to it, and it's yeah. like it so just we, doesn't feel. Can't we, get the again, flow. We know comics that could not get away from their notes. Okay, they had to bring their notes on stage and put them on the stool, and they they couldn't. No, they couldn't yeah. do a set without and, their notes. And the problem is, people saw it. The people saw you. Oh, it's obvious. So, yeah. like, yeah. the first time I, I knew it was a big problem was Jimmy Dunn out of Boston. He was the headliner, and he was also, it was a Thursday night showcase, and there's like seven comics, and he hosts, and then he does like 20, 25 at the end, 30, whatever. And he, he was pissed. He's like, everyone's bringing their notes up. Yeah. He's like, man, this is unprofessional. And he was, he was, he was on stage saying this. 
No, he was off stage when, oh, okay. a, when a comic would come yeah. off stage. Because right. so at the old comedy connection, we would all stand at the door that went into the room. If you were next to go on, you would stand, you would open the door and you'd stand there. And usually the host or the headliner was standing right next to you waiting for this guy to finish. Okay. Once he finished. Making sure you were there. And then, he, yeah. and, you know, if he would be like, you're next. Yeah, I'm next. I'm tuck, blah, 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 whatever. But man, that whole night I was standing next to that door and he was like, man, he's like, all you guys have your notes. He's like, man, it just doesn't look professional. He goes, it just doesn't look good if you have to bring your notes up there. You know, and if it was on a weekend, if it was a Friday or Saturday night oh, yeah. where it was the big uh, shows, the big no, 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 it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So I've always tried to keep my notes in my back pocket and only pull them out if I just completely draw a blank. But. I was hosting a show the other day and I, I went up and I touched the mic and as soon as I touched it, I forgot everything that was in my <laughs> happens. Oh, it happens. Oh, God, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, actually, it was the, the first night at Bruno's, I think. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. soon as I touched it, I was like, yeah, this yeah. is not good. <laughs> I found myself when that when I'd go blank like that, I'd, I'd, I'd probably use this as a question, but I'll go into the audience a little bit. Yeah. And yep. then as I'm in the audience, yeah. it will come back. Yeah. But once you start talking and where you get that first laugh, it's, it, right. then it's I like, saw, oh, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. I saw a comic once go blank and they would like, they, they go, would you mind if I read a poem? And everyone goes, the audience goes, yeah, that'd be great. And they, <laughs> they pull their notes out and they go, thank you. I was like, that's, that's pretty smart. That's slick. I kind of remember that. That's yeah, a good one. I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty smart. That's uh, a good one. Tuck, do you find with your improv background that you have an easier time uh, going into the crowd or riffing on yeah. stuff and that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah. So I did improv well before I did stand up. Okay. So I was doing improv. I don't know how many years before I started stand-up, but it was probably five, six, seven years. And I had been doing shows, kind of regular shows um, at some venues. So I was kind of comfortable being up on a stage in front of people. So I took a, to get into stand-up, I took a stand-up workshop uh, with Tim Farrell, and it was out of the Comedy Connection. So he had an in with the Comedy Connection. They let him do his workshops out of there. Yeah. So we were being groomed right on that stage that we were going to be performing on, which was awesome. So nice. And then he could use us as hosts. So okay. if, yeah. we were ha if you were halfway decent through the um, workshop, t you knew Tim might you know, give you, um, give you the, the host time. Um, but so I feel like I had an edge kind of going into stand-up yeah. where I was comfortable. And the improv helped with learning how to do the crowd work. Right. So I was comfortable talking to people, asking them questions, kind of getting into it, and thinking just off the top of my head, yeah. kind of out of the box. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely, definitely helped. And a lot of your... It still does. I mean, I still yeah. do a lot of improv and it still helps. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I got to say though that Tuck is one of the best improvers I've ever seen. Him and him and uh, Dennis Hunt. Mm -hmm. Have you got? Have you ever seen that? Seen him do improv? Uh, I, I probably have. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. we're going Leonard's, to see him. Leonard, I took uh, Tuck's improv. Uh, class oh, you did? Okay, a couple years ago. Yeah. But just uh, you know, so good. I mean, uh, and I tell you, I, I I I love comedy, but. I tell you, watching improv, it's something about it. It just. But Johnny was like, Johnny was like, I loved it because Johnny likes improv so much 
that we running with scissors, my improv group, we used to headline the comedy connection once in a while. Oh wow. And Johnny would come to the shows and it was awesome. And yeah. I think we had you feature for us. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Times. Yeah, I'd feature and so you So we'd guys like would... to have Johnny as a as a feature. Well, and then I'd come <laughs> join in a game sometimes. Yeah, you, you know. Uh, that's fun. You know. But awesome. My problem is with improv is I'm always thinking ahead and I'm, you can't. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta just yeah. you know, and then saying yes to everything and so I took yeah. I took one actually with Tim Farrell I took an improv class and then we performed the group of us performed once at Bull Feeney's and I was like that's it I've done it I've <laughs> right. you know everyone's like you got to try you got to try it's not like, for everybody it's not for man. everyone I just so I've always yeah. said that when improv when improv is going bad it's the worst thing you'll ever see on stage <laughs> no it's way worse like if somebody's bombing with stand up. It's actually can be kind of funny still. Right. Sure, yeah. Like you all have that groan, oh and you're like, "Oh, this, oh, this is so." Let's, let's see or, how much of a fire the, this and becomes. And all the comics, yeah. right? All the but comics with, are all back laughing. But with too, improv, though. with improv, man, if improv's going bad, it is the absolute worst thing for the audience, and it's the worst thing for the improvers. <laughs> There's nothing worse, and I understand why people hate improv. <laughs> I do. I mean, I'm an improver, but I understand why people are like, uh, and I understand what there's a lot of standups that fucking hate improvers and hate improv. And I, I mean, I kind of get it, you know, um, because if you've seen bad improv, you don't ever want to see it again. You just, well, I tell you, those shows at the Comedy Connection when you guys were in headline, we had some great shows. It was really, it was fantastic. Great, great shows. Yeah. It was fun. So. If if you surprise an audience with improv, does it go better than if you surprise them with stand up? <laughs> probably worse. Probably worse. I, think worse, probably yeah. worse. I can see Come that on, being give worse. Me, give me a profession. <laughs> give me a profession. Come well, on. I'm doing. I'm doing. What is, is it? <laughs> Exactly, and that's what's so like. I wish there were better ask fors. Like, can we have a non geographical location, please? What did you have for breakfast? Give me a fruit. Give me a color. I mean, it's just it's kind of corny. I get it, you know. But when it's going well, it's so much fun. Oh my god, it's just unreal. (laughs) But you know, I tell you, one of the one of the things about stand up is to when. When I first started, I was like, you know, geez, I felt I'm I'm getting pretty good at this. Until you see a real headliner. Right. You know, or a real somebody that's really strong feature guy. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, I've got I got work to do. It humbles yep. you quick. It really Very humbles quick. you because you're like, Oh, wow. oh, okay. It's a different level and you can feel it. Yeah. yeah. Like I've had I've seen some guys from New York come in, some guys from Boston come in and you just your jaw drops. You're yeah. like, whoa! Well, they're at, they're on a completely different yeah. level. Locally, <laughs> you know, George Ham when yeah. when he was working, and and but Bob Marley, like you, you know, you watch them and you're like, are you kidding? Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, how is yeah. this possible? Yeah, Mar- Marley's Marley's the guy that he. I feel like he can take any subject, anything, and make it funny. It's, and yeah. then George Ham, I think, is one of the most talented stand-ups. I've ever seen. Yeah. Like crowd work, connecting with an audience and just destroying. But he was one of the most insecure comics I've ever met prior to a show. I was doing a fundraiser with him one time at Coney High School. (laughs) It was Kelly McFarlane had set it up. Yeah. And she had, she was doing some time. I was featuring. George was headlining. And we're behind the curtain. The, I'm about to go on. Yeah. And he's like, Tuck, would you switch with me? 
Jesus. He goes, would you you want a headline? He goes, I'll feature. He was that nervous that he wow. was going to bomb. Wow. And I was like, I am no way going to follow you, dude. You're no going way. to crush. No. You're going to kill George. You always do. You're going to just, you're going to destroy the room. I'm not going to let you go out and me follow you. Like, it's <laughs> no not going to happen, but that's how no insecure way. he was. Wow. But he was unbelievable. I saw him. Crush yeah. so many times. He's one he, of my favorites. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. And George and I, we all did a bunch of shows with George. George yeah. would have yeah. us open a feature for him. All, you know, he'd have these big rooms, and we'd be like, "Oh, you know, you get to open for George." It was like a big deal, you know. And but talking three or four hundred people, you know, it's like, "Oh, this is Elks Clubs," you know, yeah. where yeah. the everybody's coming out to see George. Yeah, yeah, and. uh but he was definitely one of my mentors. Grow, you know. Oh, yeah. But you know, he would. But he would just, you know, he'd ride down with him. You know, all this stuff about, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. This is. But then he'd go in and just slay the room. Wow. And uh, but you know, his, his crowd work was just unreal. I I'm the, one of the last times I saw him perform was at the Maine Comedy Festival, and he destroyed oh, that room. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he pulled out all the old stuff too. Like he used to do the a bit about um wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, Chief and, J Strongbow. Yeah, yeah, and he did. Uh, he <laughs> you had remember a, that one? I don't I don't I don't oh, remember specifically, God. but so he good. had um what was the uh Jeopardy? G E D Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy G E D. Jeopardy G E D with like all the questions are, you know, G E D yeah, level. That's right. <laughs> it was brilliant. I mean, I, to this day, one of the most brilliant um jokes. Yeah. And then the, the, the guy down at the, at the festival with the with the halo with the he put the chair over his head. Uh, yeah, he put the stool over his head. Like it was like he was, had been in a neck brace. Yes, I remember oh. that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, he's just. But he just has, uh, yeah. you know, every one of us. I, I one of my favorite jokes of George's where he says, uh, he says, "I think I'm gay." This, you know, because I went to the, I went I to, the, I went to the Christmas tree shop the other day. I think I'm gay. It's not because I was at the Christmas tree shop. It's because I was jerking off a guy in aisle three. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like, oh my god! I just this yep. just one of the best freaking written jokes. Yeah, you know, you're sitting there going, and he was one of those guys, like you said about, and which you gave me a great compliment was that every time I watched mm -hmm. him, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was just, but George had that likability. He just had that. You just a likable, you know? Don't you think, Tuck? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and I think Molly's got it too. But oh uh, yeah, 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 you know, just real likable. Yeah, I, I would love an opportunity to work with, with Bob someday, man. but if George ever was to do yeah. stuff again, it'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. To see Just him, incredible. him come back. But You guys mentioned the main comedy festival. Uh, obviously, you know, we haven't had it in over a year, but uh, talk, about, talk about that, because I know you both have been there. And, um, uh, yeah, Ian Harvey put it together, who um, I've known Ian since I was in high school. Oh. And um, then he... I, I hadn't seen him in years. I bumped into him and he's like, yeah, I'm doing comedy. And I was like, what? And then I happened to take the workshop that he had taken. And then I, we started hanging out um, at the Comedy Connection a lot. And then Johnny took the workshop and Johnny kind of got all looped in. We kind of became close friends. But um, yeah, Ian, Ian put that together and really did a great job. And I think the first year I did it, there was a Fortune Feimster. Ugh. Jeez. Was the headline really? Yeah, Do you know oh. Fortune Feimster. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Fortune... I tell you what, 
talk about slaying a room. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. Recently, but, just uh, net had a Netflix special come out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Fortune Fame star uh, Jessica Kirsten. Jessica Kirsten, New York comic. She's uh, Margaret Cho's been there. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah. the guy, I don't know, he was, this guy was like a, a YouTube star, but he did. Yeah, li- uh, he Liam. Did the- yeah, Liam. Uh, yeah, you remember Kelly's shoes? I don't know if you remember Kelly's shoes. Batch. Shoes. Batch. Or he's like, Batch? he did the cupcakes. No. Yeah. Glass cupcake. <laughs> Fire cupcake. <laughs> We're aging ourselves. No, but it was when YouTube was first. Yeah. But he became, you know, a millionaire, I think, from YouTube. What was his name? Liam. So I can't remember yeah, his last name. Yeah, I can't either. But That's anyway, but uh, yeah, I, I did the, you know, every year up there. It was just fantastic. And, and, uh, I got, you know, that's where I really started, you know, headlining and, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's just, just it, and it's really a great time. You go up and hang out with comics all weekend. It's really a good time. If it ever happens again, you guys will have to come up. Yeah, yeah. I actually went up and, and watched one of the shows a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember who was there off the top of my head now, but it, it was impressive. But is is the format? I mean, I, you look at the website. There's pictures of people golfing and whatnot. I mean, it's, oh yeah, that's the format. Yeah, yeah well, great. the format. The first couple of years, there was a, a, a scramble, and so people that were there could um, join up for the scramble, and then you would get paired up with a comic or some comics. Oh, okay, and go out and play. Nice. And, and then they had other. Kelly McFarlane <laughs> driving around like heckling you with a bullhorn. <laughs> Wow. But, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But I think that went I think that part of it went away. Yeah, kinda it, it just evolved. I mean it kinda got then in the middle it sort of kinda got a little, you know, we were doing like a comedy camp type thing where you'd have, you know yeah. we did a couple years of that where we just have like a comedy camp and go out, we'd like camp counselor and stuff like that. <laughs> we go out to this big uh uh swimming hole. Yeah. And uh but you know, the best part about it was is after the shows you know, you got into the the Millhouse Brook Mill Millbrook Tavern, and uh, you'd you'd sit there and uh, you'd, see, you'd shoot the shit with everybody at the end of the show, and just you know, I got roasted one night for my I don't know Will Green was there, and and uh, he goes. Uh, so he, he was roasting me because of my faces. Yeah. And he goes, this is Johnny's set list. And he wrote down a bunch of faces. He goes, this is but they roasted me after one after a set one night. But it was a great time. Nice. So anyway, yeah, good. It definitely, definitely want to do it though. If you guys, uh, yeah, can you know get up there? I think you have to submit. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was gonna say. Get I think I, I submitted once. You know, a couple, three, four years ago. You when, did when I probably shouldn't have been submitting. <laughs> <laughs> Never hurts though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just some just, of the comics are really good. Yeah. Some, you know, some are just okay. No, yeah. I've seen, I've seen crickets in that room. Right. I mean, yeah. I've seen some comics that have not done well there. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> when was the last time it's been put on? Because. Uh, uh, it's it was been two years ago. Two yeah. years ago? Two years ago okay. now, yeah. 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 So. Friggin' COVID. I know, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. How far have you guys gone, uh, you know, here? Like, I, I think your website, I, which I didn't even realize you guys had websites. So this is mine really still up? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, mine <laughs> is it still up? It, it is, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah no both are. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is yes. up too, Johnny. And, and I think it said something about uh, you being, you uh, did... Uh, a club in San Francisco, and well, I I went out to visit my buddy Ian, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, he he was uh, headlining at the Punchline in San Francisco, okay. yeah, and uh, he had me open for him. How did your main humor translate? You know what? It, <laughs> I, well, I didn't realize that it was like the gay night, and, oh. uh, <laughs> and, and, and uh, I was like, you know, I just did my stuff, yeah, and it went over okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't kill by any means, yeah. and it, the audience there was probably fifty people there. 
Um, but it, it was, you know, it was neat to go back in the green room and see Robin Williams, you know, it was, you know, I got to Robin Williams, uh, you know, signature on the wall, yeah, yeah, all these signatures of all these big comics yeah, and, uh, just need to be there, you know, to actually be at the punchline. Yeah, sure. And, uh, cause I remember seeing it on TV, you know, and stuff. And, I, uh, I had a job interview recently and, uh, they said to, as a warm up question, they asked if, if you could go on vacation right now, what would you do? And I said, honestly, you know, I think the right answer is I'd go to a beach somewhere, you know, Caribbean, da, da, da. I said, actually, I'd like to just go to like New York City or L.A. and just visit all the comedy clubs I can. Right. You know, That's and they're awesome. like, what yeah. the hell kind of answer is that? Yeah. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was. It shows I thought you're I, passionate uh, about yeah. something. I thought I did the job, something. but I didn't. Yeah. So. You know, one, thing, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I noticed from the comics that used to come up to the comedy festival, a lot of New York and uh, Boston comics. Yeah. And these guys have to fight for yeah. seven minutes. Yep. And it would, some guys would go do uh, five or six clubs a night to be, and do five, seven minutes each right. time. But they'd have to, you know, main comics got it pretty good because, right. you know, we, you got comics up here that can do 15, you know, they were doing 15 minutes. Yeah. And these guys down there, which are really good comics, yeah. uh, most of them, and they, they, they could only do five to seven. Yeah. That like tight. I mean, it, just like you keep it to five to seven or you're done. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. It was, what, it was pretty interesting to see. You hear that a lot about the the big city comedy scene. Is it's 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 tough to break into that. And really I keep is. thinking to myself, like it'd be really neat to go get an opportunity to go, you know, even yeah. just do an open mic. But you're probably not going to get it unless yeah. right. unless you're. Do you remember Robbie Slowick? Did you remember him? Robbie Slowick. Robbie, no. Robbie Slowick. God, he was funny. God, funny as hell. No. Yeah. But, Where was he out of? Uh, New York. No. New York. Yeah. I don't know how, if we've warned you guys about the, a segment we do in our, on the podcast called Curse the Darkness, but there's a, there, there's a Chinese uh, proverb that goes like, um, I'd rather light a candle than curse the darkness. So it means like, you know, I'd rather like do something about the problems than, than just sit around and bitch about them. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, what we'd like for you guys to do is actually curse the darkness instead. So are there, are there, are there things that you guys can complain about or talk about that you don't have any any plans on fixing you know <laughs> <laughs> it's funny oh my god um <laughs> as far as comedy you mean no any, no any, anything, anything at all this is oh, open, open topic yeah yeah, yeah open topic um i think most of it's personal stuff that i want to just say you know about working too much I'd be yeah. like, you know just like johnny ader is a fixer though huh you're you've been sober for how many years 33 33 years this man's been sober. He knows how to light a candle in the darkness. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Talk, that's right? really, that's very poetic. No, I mean, I've never done any, I don't have that kind of willpower. I think anybody it's not that's. Willpower. It's not sober, willpower. Well, what, yeah. Okay. I, see, again, I don't know about, no, I don't know, but not. I just, I've always been impressed yeah. with your sobriety. So one thing that I'm not going to fix is his sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> No, but if you ever want to have a drink, oh, I know I can't don't. fix my wife when she complains to me. That's true. You know I can't. I, you know we we I was I woke up cranky this morning and she she was at me and I was like you know what, accept it and move on. Yeah, you know is so. that your philosophy in life? Just yeah, pretty much acceptance, radical acceptance. Radical, yeah, radical, radical acceptance. acceptance. Yeah, okay. radical acceptance. Saying okay, you know what, nothing I can do about this. Yeah, and I, you know that's been a tough one to learn. It really has. Did you develop yourself or did someone help you? Somebody, oh, I've had help over the years from many, many people. Yeah. Many people helping me. 
But, you know, as a, as an addict and alcoholic, you know, one of our first inclination is to, uh, you know, overdo. And, sure. uh, you know, I definitely am an overdo. Do you think that your, your sobriety, your alcoholism and all that has helped you in common? Like, do you, th- you know how they always say like comic stand-ups are like messed up people. Yeah. Like we yeah. all, we all have a ton of problems. Right. Like, well, that's a good I mean, question. Do you know Absolutely. What I mean? yeah. Like, do you think that you? Yeah, I. Th- I if think you weren't it, an alcoholic, it, it, sober, <laughs> sober well, this many years, would you do? Would you still kind of yeah. go down this path? And I, I think. Um, do you have a need for acceptance? Do you I have do. A hole I still in your soul that you're trying to <laughs> fill. No, with I, no, I completely agree with that. I, do. I really do. I do. I'm yeah. saying yeah. right yeah. now a, yep. a need for acceptance I need from people for people to like me. For sure, I love it when I want people to like me. And yep. when they don't, it bothers me. Yep. Um, but you know, and I try to make them like me. Yeah, I'm the exact and same So that's way. definitely one of my one of my character. Uh, I don't know if it's a character defect or not, but it's one of my character traits. Yeah. That I I definitely want acceptance from people. I want people to like me. I want you know. Yeah. So and and growing up in a in a with six kids in my family, mm. I had I was in the middle child, so I had to eat, I had to fight for attention. Yeah. And uh, so it was, I definitely think that's in, in an abusive household too. So that was kind of a, you know, so that's all, that's all definitely part of it. Definitely part of it. So. Yeah. I, I've, I always wanted to do comedy ever since I was a teenager, but it wasn't until my marriage was failing that I finally said, you know really? what, I'm going to do this. Yeah. 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 That was yeah, that it thing definitely that comes you from a place of trigger. pain, I think. Yeah. I really, it, it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of, comes from something inside you. That, so Leonard. <laughs> Yeah, what, what made you want to get into con- like? <laughs> had you always wanted to do it? Was it like what was? What's your thing? Like why? Well, I I, I felt like you know um, the the sort of high and the rush of getting people to laugh like at at dinner time, like making a funny comment about something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was like years ago. Before I I never thought about actually performing for yeah. people. Uh, so like when I saw the posting for Don's stand-up comedy class yeah i thought like oh that's cool i thought i'll just go and take a class and learn about comedy but i never thought i'd actually do it but now right. it's just, it's such a rush yes yeah. and you're something. good at it like oh. yeah, you're, you really, good you're at it. really good at it like you were one that <laughs> you're one of those guys that came out of the those workshops that you were like oh he's like a natural like, yeah right no i like agree the writing's I good agree. everything yeah well, thank you and you guys have taken it to another level too by getting starting the river comics and yeah. uh and uh is, do you guys find that is is it sort of a, a good thing or a bad thing that you guys have done the River Comics and producing shows and we uh, I mean initially when we we first started talking about it I was thinking this is a good opportunity for us to to create stage time because it was hard right. to get yeah. some sort of stage time right. uh, you know down in Portland or or you know we were just getting to know Mark and you know yeah. so whatever he had going and. You know, like I said, with you guys and Pat's Pizza, like, I, you know, I, I just reached out at random and just yeah. begging for a spot yeah. almost. And so when we started talking about it, I was like, let's let's just find a spot where we can do our comedy right on, and we'll have right. other people and we'll get to know them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 been a, a, a blessing and a curse because now it's become a little bit of a business and, and we're trying to, you know, be professional and, you know, get right. people involved right. and reaching out to other spots like, you know, I... I texted emailed and called 15 different places in waterville <laughs> last week and you know crickets so yeah, it's, right. just, it's like a real frustrating thing it's like man i wish so now we're thinking someday just opening up our own goddamn club and well i tell awesome. you what yeah. that that would be now that's something that i think would 
Yeah. You know, talk about you got enough uh, cattle to get the people in. I mean, the yeah. comics to really. Oh, know, for sure. You know, that's always been a thing with since the and comedy connection. It closed. will work. Yeah. I mean, we know a comedy club will work in Portland and it works really well. Yeah. It's just got to be. It's got to be in Portland, up, though. Right. Uh, yeah. Either Portland the or Lewiston. Only, yeah. Here's a, one of the reasons why it worked before is that it was actually probably losing money, the club was. But it was attached to Boone's and uh, the Porthole Port yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Oh, okay. The restaurant made all the money. Yeah. Right. So drinks and food for the club came from the money, uh, came from the, uh, the restaurant. Because the owner always said, no, the club doesn't make me money. The yeah. restaurant and the outside deck in the summers makes me the money to be right. able to run this. Well, they're paying a headline of 1200 bucks for a weekend. Yeah. You know, and it's, what, the place hold 200 Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And... uh it had to be packed, yep. you know, and sell a lot of drinks. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that, it's it's a it's a definitely a tricky, you know, there's there's not a lot of margin in there for uh, right. profit. They got some of my money, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you guys want to want to plug before we shut her down, or is I know um, there's not a whole lot going on well, these days, but <laughs> CBU May first. CBU May first. Yeah, I'm at CBU Auburn. May something. Yep. Uh, Maybe May 8th well, you're at or Donny, May 15th. Hughes, right? No, I'm there on the 15th. Okay. Madonna Hughes, when's this going to air? <laughs> yeah, yeah probably not before that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So wait, are you guys going to be at Donny Hughes? Yeah. Awesome. That's us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? So who's on that show? What's How's it going? It's three oh, of I us. I know it's Brian Plum. <laughs> yeah. Brian Plum, you, Dennis. Okay. Uh, Dennis Price? Oh. I think it's no, just Dennis us. Hunt. Dennis Hunt. We're going to oh, do, Hunt, we're gonna right do improv. Oh, now I feel, now I feel bad. Now I got to, I got to edit this now. It's going to be like, burp, 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 burp. <laughs> <laughs> when I edit in the names. So we can just say people can go to the website. People can go, yeah, go to therivercomics.com. Yeah, or maineventcomedy.com and see what's going on at yeah. uh, Craft Brew well, Underground. I know, so, so one day when we do open uh, the, the Punch Hole Comedy Club. That's uh, what we're going to Punch call Hole. Yeah. Punch <laughs> Hole. <laughs> we would love to have you guys. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny to, to hear you guys talk about comedians that you looked up to who you thought like oh that person was awesome and like but mm-hmm. like honestly like nick and i look up to you guys in Dang, that same oh. way and like and we're like oh johnny and tuck they're just so yeah. they're so fucking fantastic <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, man. well I, we used to feel the same way about the other guys too and it was yeah. like but I, and that but, makes me a little uncomfortable to tell you the truth no, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> sorry. i'm 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 not as motive, like I'm impressed with what you guys are doing. Thank like you. to go out and just open up a random room somewhere uh-huh. and to do podcasts and to just jump in both feet um, into comedy is like so yeah. respectful. And it's just great, man. It's like you guys are keeping it alive so that I can do right, it. My, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, because I, I'm working I your rooms. You're giving me time. Like, I respect you guys so much for doing it. And thank you for right. doing that. Uh, and Mark, um, too. Mark Turcotte. Yeah, I mean, Mark just like yeah. God, I, mean, I mean, just, you know, Craft Brew Underground. I probably wouldn't have done any shows. I've done what? Right, right. Four or yeah. five in the last, you know, and then, then you got Bruno's opening up and yep. then the Donahue's. And I think yep. it's going to be. You know, so you know. Hopefully, we can ease back in, yep. and uh, and you know, I'm really aching to do a 200 person room. Yeah. I know. Oh man, I, know. I just I would love to do that. You know, well, we're just... gonna, we'll find one and we'll let you guys yeah. know as soon as oh, we do. Man. <laughs> oh man, for sure. As soon as someone be, lets us do it, <laughs> I would just because there's nothing like it. You know, getting the crowd going. That's 
Absolutely. That's never seen me before. It doesn't know all my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they do, they'll be laughing. You think there's one out there? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. No, all right. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you guys. You guys Tucker are great. Tucker and Johnny Ader. And... Really great having you guys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. That was oh, Tuck Tucker awesome. and Johnny friggin' Ader. Love it. Two veteran main comedians right there, Johnny Ader and Tuck Tucker. What a treat to have the two of them together with us. Yeah, 100%. Those are a couple of funny guys we love to watch perform. We love to talk comedy and talk about life with them as well. Maybe we'll be those guys someday, imparting the comedy wisdom on the up-and-comers. Or maybe by then we'll have invented a pill for being funny. Thanks to everyone who listened. Tell your friends and follow Comedy Think Tanked wherever you can. Be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Comedy Think Tanked, Twitter at Comedy Tanked, and our website, ComedyThinkTanked.com. Email us at ComedyThinkTanked at gmail.com. Good day. Music was written and produced by a minor, Ralph Bergfeld. No comedians were hurt in the production of this podcast. All audio snippets of actual funny punchlines were not written or performed by any of us or our subsidiaries. Rather, they are express written bits of professionals we admire. Let the civil actions be filed. Any opinion heard, actual or implied, is that of the comedy think tank producers and their guests. Any slight, insult, affront, slur, disparaging remark, snub, rebuff, rejection, or spurning, no matter how derogatory, pejorative, or abusive you may feel it is, was not intended, but for comedic, entertaining purposes only. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who listened. Tell your friends and follow Comedy Think Tank wherever you can. Please be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, fuck. I can't get out I was so impressed by the fact that I said tanked. I know. And then I was like, wherever you can. Let's leave this in.